Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirls. I'm Brett Kruger. And I'm Remy Greer. Uh, so Remy and I are starting to pre-record our lives uh, to do later in the day. So Remy is once again up really early California time and it's 8.15 in Minnesota. So not too bad for me, but not great for Remy. I guess it's not that early for a lot of people, but that is early for me. Good thing she likes her coffee strong. I do. Well, Remy, um, you had a busy weekend. You and James had a busy weekend. Yeah, we traveled to um, Northern California and Nevada to do some ranch sorting clinics. So it was a lot of fun to see a lot of new faces, talk to people about the podcast, and just help people with confidence in general, personal and on their horses. And I know you yeah. had some stuff going on this weekend at the house as well. Yes, um, we had our first ever everyday cowgirl camp. Uh, it was awesome. We had five girls. We're just doing small group ones just so we can spend more time uh, with the the people. And it's awesome. It was awesome. Had so much fun. It was. It's always fun for me to watch the girls progress as the day goes on, build more confidence. We talked a lot about what uh, their weaknesses are and where their struggles are just in life. So that was really cool. Yeah, I had a um, lady that we've had before and she's just had some setbacks in her life. She came up to me at the end of the clinic and she's like, you know, I just feel so safe with you. I feel so at home. And it gave her uh, the opportunity to come ride her horse and have fun and not be worried about either what other people thought or the anxiety that she was dealing with that she'd never dealt with before. That, um, oh, you said that that lady had been to your clinics before, right? And yeah. so it's, it's fun too, to listen to their stories over time. Yeah. And it's fun because she, like she said, she always hears my voice. So it means that you're building this relationship with someone, even if you don't see them every day. Well, Remy, um, I believe that we might be live this morning. <laughs> oh, well, if you guys are tuning in this morning, please say hello. Tell us where you're from. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. Uh, also, something that Remy and I wanted to share is we are, uh, we can say it now that we are making money on our Apple podcast, thanks to Remy. Yeah, we're up to like 26 cents each, so it's awesome. <laughs> we're feeling very proud of moment <laughs> for us, um, but it's going good. We threw it out there. Uh, we're getting a lot of listeners. A lot of people say that they like it. They love being able to listen to us while they're driving down the road. Um, all kinds of good feedback we're getting on that. Um, Remy and... I think that you can say, I can say, we've been getting some amazing feedback from doing Coffee with the Cowgirls. Yes. So I've gotten a lot of really encouraging texts and a lot of people that are reaching out and talking about that. We do, we are very genuine in what we're saying. So I don't really ever hide anything. And it makes people, it, it makes you feel better if you're not alone, especially I know after the motherhood one, because again, there's all that pressure that this should be the greatest joy. And it's not that it isn't the greatest joy, but it's great to hear someone else out there struggled that you know, or at least you now feel like you have a relationship with us because you see us once a week. So, and I've had people reach out and they've been super excited and we've had some other topics come up. So trust us, if you send us some, some ideas, we will be talking about them in the future. 
absolutely. Uh, if you have any feedback to share, with, uh, if you guys have feedback for us, um, just like what we're doing. If you have ideas for shows, let us know. We like getting those kind of messages. We um, are always looking for ideas of things to talk about. So um, I've been kidless, Remy, since last Friday. What's that like? You know, at first it was a little weird, uh, but it's been such a long time since we've been without our kids for a long period of time. It's been pretty awesome. Um, I'm, I miss them, but I'm not gonna lie, like making supper with my husband every night, sitting down to watch TV, whatever we want, just the two of us, quiet. It's been pretty dang nice. We get them back tomorrow, so let the chaos begin again. <laughs> It's nice to just have a break though sometimes. And James and I are lucky. My mom helps us with the kids all the time. So, um, but yeah, most of our time, our break comes because we're on the road at a show and they stayed home. So I guess that's still not yes. really a break, but it's, it's, it's a little mental respite for a bit. Absolutely. What I found is throughout this week, I don't need, I don't know, maybe, is because I've been, I've gotten used to staying at home. I don't need to go out to big fancy dinners. I don't need to go out and have a big night on the town, anything like that. I like just being here. I like enjoying the things that are around us. I like being able to just have, I just like the simple things. That's what I would say, I guess. And I didn't, I think I knew that about myself, but I really realized it in the last, five days or so that they've been gone that it doesn't take much to make me happy. I just, it's been fun just being here. No, that's so. awesome. That's awesome. It's the same thing. We don't go out. Uh, we do. I mean, we do out to eat because we like to eat, but that's it. It's not because we're trying to go enjoy ourselves. Like the food is why we go out to eat, not because of anything else. <laughs> not an extravagant date night is what no. you're saying for me. We're like, it's like if we go down to the winery, it's because it has a really good steakhouse, not because we're trying to go down to the winery. <laughs> all right well um last week we had uh what is what i thought i'm hoping this week will be one of my favorites but last week was probably my favorite podcast or live that we've done together um i just as a person who i text remy afterwards i listened to it a few times and i'm like coming from a person who listens to a lot of podcasts that was really good lots of good information was shared um I don't know. It was just a really good topic and I loved it. And after we did it for like an hour, I had internet problems, which was such a bummer, but we got through it and it all worked out. So, and Remy was able to edit the one that is on Apple podcasts. So if you listen to podcast, listen to, um, listen to that episode on the podcast channel because it is uninterrupted. Yeah, and I will, if we have any problems today, I'll edit through them as well. So, Fingers it's also crossed, not, you, yeah, and if you don't want to look at our faces for an hour, it's a lot better to listen to us on a podcast as well. Agreed. Um, so, let's dive into today. Today, um, we're going to be talking about who's in your circle, and I think that that is another really good topic, and I think that it kind of goes with what we talked about last week. Um, I think it's going to be a big topic. I 
I think that there's a lot for us to talk about. Would you not agree, Remy? Yes. And I think, again, it's looking back. Like when we talk to you guys about topics, we're not anywhere near the end of our life. But trust me, we struggled through a lot of these. So it's not that we never struggled. But now we're just and we'll to, probably continue. Yeah, we will to continue struggle. to struggle. We're trying to give you the benefit of our past experience so that maybe yeah. you don't have to struggle for as long. You'll still have to struggle, you just don't have to struggle for as long. Absolutely. Um, so with that, let's dive in. Where do you want to start, Remy? I will start with what I was when I was younger. So um I was always someone that was pretty gritty, that wanted to work really hard and that didn't think I needed really anybody. And I was going to do it on my own and you were, I didn't need help. I didn't need girlfriends. And I always had more guy friends than girls. And part of that was because you didn't have to let them be particularly close, right? You could have a good time, go hang out, and then you could go home and fall apart or struggle, but you didn't have anyone to look weak in front of. And that's a personal fault of mine, right? Why I... Again, that was when I used to care. If, not even if I cared if they liked me, I didn't want to be ever seen as weak or small. And um, I went through some really, really tough mental health stuff a couple of years ago. And I found out that there was people that I didn't realize were there for me that were totally there for me. Some of them I knew were there for me, but I found a new appreciation for the people that you keep close to you in your life. And I am forever grateful. My life is forever changed by figuring out how strong your circle is and who's in it. And really, you go through tough times personally and professionally. And some of the guys that you were trying to bring with you, they can't come with you, whether out of their own jealousy or their life takes a different way. But they can't always come with you. And that was hard for me to find out too, right? Someone I thought was my best friend maybe wasn't my best friend. And then someone that I didn't even think cared about me was there to pick me up when all the pieces fell apart. So now I have this amazing circle and I'm very careful about who I let into it, but I get to be completely myself, good, bad, ugly, crazy, funny, wild, sad with all those people. And I don't have to hide myself. And then it makes it easier for me to help people that are trying to hide themselves or are struggling. I would say that um, when I think about who is in my circle, It was probably, well, it was in between the times when I really started thinking about who was in my circle or what I was bringing in to myself every day, right? Like what I was listening to, what I was seeing, what I really became conscious of that was probably in between the time that I worked for Purina and um, I took my job with the pharmaceutical company. And... So that was probably five-ish years ago. What and what happened was I was on the road a lot. I mean, I was putting on a thousand miles a week and I was working with a lot of really cool people, but it, everybody that I worked with was in the agriculture industry and it was just a tough year um, with, from, a, from a mother nature standpoint. I can't remember. I feel like it was a drought in the beginning and then we had just an excess of rain Prices were down across the board on everything, and it was a struggle. So everywhere I went, and the people I were I was surrounding myself with, and the people I was talking with, just very negative because nothing was going right, right? Yeah. So I would 
go to work and I'd be surrounded by negativity. And then I would listen to the radio and I would talking about the news and that was never great. And then it's just one thing after another. I just got to the point where my shoulders just felt so heavy from all of the negativity. And it got to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore because like we talked about last week, it's super easy to be negative. It takes literally no energy to be negative. Now, I'm not dogging on anybody who has that personality naturally. I feel like it's something that you have to come to on yourself or by yourself. But being negative, even though it's easy, is also very draining and it's heavy. It's just not a great feeling. And the more and, negative, yeah, the more negative you are, the harder it gets to break that habit. Right. Because then it, you start looking, it's more than, it becomes more than risk assessment, right? When you're a realist, which is really what I am, right? Is what can go wrong and how can we remedy it? But then I still hope for the best to happen. It's really easy to slip into, well, I knew that was going to go wrong and there's no fix for it. Right. Because if you are always seeing the negative and no positive or no just neutral things, it becomes like all consuming. You can't get away from it. And then if you're surrounded by people that are that way, there's no one to give you a leg up out of there. Well, you become, you become a negative person. Um, And that's natural. I mean, if you, if you're living it, if you're breathing it every day, you slip into that path and it's not a great one. And if you are self-employed or you have an entrepreneur spirit, the one thing that you cannot be is, or the one thing that you have to work really hard at is not being a negative person because negativity affects your mindset and it will hold you back. Like we talked about last week and it will stop you dead in your tracks. No. And I, um, as ranchers are really guilty of being negative a lot of the times because it's like you said, and I know when you're talking about, so you guys in the Midwest specifically, you guys got had a really bad drought followed by ridiculous rain. That's when you saw the hog barns get flooded out. So we yep. got affected by drought at the same time. And it's hard no matter what you do. So if you own a sandwich shop, if you sell insurance, if you're a hairstylist, it's hard when you get into a bad part of business to see the light at the end of the tunnel, especially when you've done nothing wrong. But it's, and it is, it's easy to get consumed by that negativity because it just lets you rest. And I know that sounds horrible, but when you're tired and the weight of the world is on your shoulders, sometimes you just want to sit down, right? You just, you don't want to trudge forward. So be negative, be nasty, have all those things because it's easy. You shouldn't do those things, but you know, it's easy. It's easy to lend yourself towards negativity. And I, so kind of going back, uh, Taylor Golden messaged us two days ago and Taylor was asking us to talk about just the struggles of the 20 of our 20s um which is like so funny to think about it because I messaged Remy and I'm like oh Taylor wants us to talk about this and she's like oh yeah she's like that was an effing struggle I'm like yes it was it was an effing struggle um but I so much goodness comes out of it but anyhow, so, um, and we are going to talk about what Taylor asked us to talk about later on in our episodes. But one of the things that she said is, what habits did you 
guys have in your 20s to get out of that struggle. And I'm like, I, gosh, I don't really feel like we, I had any habits. I'm like, maybe Remy had some habits. But when I was writing down some notes on what we we're going to talk about today, I think back to it, not in my 20s, but in my 30s, I definitely did develop some habits. And my habits came with our topic today about who's in your circle, because of all the negativity I was surrounded by, I knew I had to pull out of that trench because it was just so much and it was overtaking me to the point that it was stopping me from doing what I really wanted to do. So I knew that I had to surround myself with somebody who was going to give me a positive word, encouragement, um, somebody else that I could see their story through a struggle and watch them get through the fire. And I found that through podcasts and I got obsessive over them because it was somebody that I could listen to that loved the lifestyle that I loved. And that was the entrepreneur side of it and talked about their struggles, just like what we do and told me that you can get through the fire. And they showed me how to get a more positive mindset and how to keep those at bay who brought the negative energy and words to you. Yeah. And we, so James and I were lucky um, in a couple of ways. So he had some really good mentors and heroes that their whole philosophy really was just put your head down and work harder, right? Just work harder, work harder. Well, you can work really hard and still not be successful. And um, one time we went to a, a horse sale and a guy, we didn't know the guy, buys like the three top selling horses. And um, his uh, a guy that worked for him comes up and he goes, hey, my boss wants to take team roping lessons. And James goes, I don't really give team roping lessons. Like we were roping a lot. He goes, I haven't won enough. My number's not high enough. And he goes, no, I just need someone to take care of my boss. Now we did not at this point realize who his boss was. So this guy shows up in a nice truck and trailer, nothing fancy, just like a 2,500 GMC and a nice stock trailer. And out pops the high selling gray horse, followed by the high selling buckskin horse, followed by the high selling blue roan horse. And then he pops a quad out of the trailer because he brought his own quad to run the sled with. And at this time, we probably didn't have, I don't think we had a quad. We would have had to pull it with like our cart, which wouldn't have been great anyway. But this guy shows up and he starts showing up every, every day, right? Like, and we're young, start showing up every day for roping lessons. And at the time we were charging $60 for a lesson and uh, the guy pays James a hundred dollars every day. And he goes, no, I owe you money. He goes, you don't owe me. You're undervaluing yourself. So that was like one of my first lessons in don't undervalue yourself. And, um, just way leads on to way he ended up having some cows. So then he talks to James, Hey, why don't you come look at these? We end up having, which is part of our brand. So if you look at our stalker cattle, our brand is a slash two. We end up running a ton of cows and stalkers with this man. And um, I am forever grateful. His name's Lynn Bogue. I'm forever grateful for Lynn because he was one of those people that he wasn't negative. He was very real, right? If this does not make money, then don't do this. Do not waste your time on anything. It wasn't just about cattle or horses, but he was also someone that gave us the confidence and the safety net that if you fail and at some point you will fail, it isn't the end of you. And so we see this guy that's got a very big business that is super successful. And then you start talking to him about all the companies that went bankrupt, what he used to do before that company. And it's hard to see it because it's, it's this older man that you don't think can make a mistake. And he tells you, you know, what he used to do and how he thought it would work and that it didn't work. And instead of struggling to make it work, 
he started assessing, will this ever work for me? Right. Cause there's that whole fight. And that's what he, that's conversations I've had with him before. Sometimes the struggle is worth it. Sometimes it's not when he was selling stuff door to door. He's like, I can't make a lot of money. This isn't a long-term process. It got me enough money to now start this business or to do that. But it was, he was one of the first people that honestly looked at us and said, you guys can be very successful if you do these things. And if you're true again to yourself, right? Don't try and scam people, which to we yourself. never did. Yeah. But that was the thing. He's like, you know, what draws people to you is that you're honest and you're good at what you do. Don't be caught up in anything else. And don't look, don't look over the fence anymore. Find your goal, build your house, build your business and everything will come yeah. to you as, and again, as long as you keep working. But that was the first person that I really realized it was, um, and his wife, Sharon's amazing too. She was always someone that you could call and she would give you the pep talk without it just being that toxic positivity, right? It's this too shall pass. Like I remember one time I was talking to, to his wife about something. I said, when it rains, it pours. And I feel like I'm in a rowboat that has holes in it and there's no life vest. <laughs> and she goes, find your friends because they'll stick a paddle out for you. And like, again, that kind of changed my mindset because at that time I was just so inward looking, right? It was going to be me or me and James against the world. We didn't need help. We didn't need a leg up. And as you started being more open to just listening to people, we ended up getting very good clients that turned into friends slash family because they saw what we were doing. They saw how earnest we were in what we were doing and that we weren't trying to take things from people. We were trying to give you a service for which you would pay for us. But it was great to talk to older people that had been bankrupt, had ruined businesses, had had, had made so many mistakes that you don't see from the outside. Again, don't judge someone in their winning season because you weren't there for the losing season. You know? I, um, the most successful people that I know, and we know quite a few of them, I, I love talking to them because it's, uh, it's the same story with a lot of them. They're very resilient in what they do. They never give up. A lot of them have been bankrupt multiple times, but they're very passionate about what they do. So they reconstruct and they go back to the drawing board and they try again. Um, yeah. And like when we're talking about bankruptcy, a lot of businesses go bankrupt. Like the person doesn't actually go bankrupt. I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like, yeah. You know, I think you hear that. I think the same thing when you're young, you hear that someone went bankrupt and you're like, oh man, well, did they go bankrupt or did they just see that the business was no longer viable? Working, yes. You know, and you and I've had that discussion. How do you know if it's the universe telling you to stop or that you should persevere? Because sometimes I'm like, I get it, hands up. I'll wave the white flag, take a breath. And I'm like, no, I really, really want this. No matter what it is, if I want it, I'm going to make it happen. But it's hard. And then when you talk to guys, again, that are successful, it makes you feel not so bad because now you realize that everybody struggles. That's the best part of everybody's stories. I think my favorite part of people's stories are is the struggle. It, the struggle is what makes you. And that's something that you always have to keep in the back of your head. Like if it was handed to you, it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. Um, you talked about, you just said it about you and James hated taking the hand out or shouldn't say hand out, but like accepting help mm -hmm. by hand. Um, same. It's really hard for me to be, I don't, I, I shouldn't say me, we, it's really hard for us to ask for help 
Um, and I don't think it's because you feel weak. I feel guilty. Like I know how much stuff everybody else has on their plate. Uh -huh. And I'm like, we can do this. We don't need that. So when, what always gets me and I get, I cry when I'm passionate about something. I just, it's like the worst trait to ever have because I break down bawling. And for me, like there, we've had so many instances and in, over the last like three years where we don't ask people for anything and they just show up because they love us. And evidently we must be good humans. It's hard for me to accept sometimes, but I love that. Like, I wish that I was more like that. Maybe we do show up and I don't know it or I don't look at it like that, but it's a really I, cool feeling when you look around and those people I, I, just are there for you because they like you. And that's all. I mean, it is, it's a great feeling to have people support you because they really like you. But the other thing is, and I had a conversation with another good friend last week, actually last Wednesday about this is when you find personal or professional success, you have to try and, lift other people up with you because if you're only successful for you what have you oh, done for the world you know and, and it doesn't come back to you like i always say like you should do good things for someone not because i shouldn't do a good thing for breck because i expect breck to do something good for me right put good out into the world and it will come back to you and it's the same thing in your circle right so find goodness in people find your you know your matching spark in someone else and help that grow and you will realize that some of the people that you leaned on now have to lean on you. And it's such a light burden because they've already been there for you. And, so, you know, it's, it's tough like when it's tough, it's, it's tough, especially when you come from like the trauma response of struggling all the time. Right. It's tough to take that breath and be like, well, it's, it's not a struggle anymore. I don't have to work that hard. Not that we don't work hard, but it's like, I, I'm not struggling to make sure I make it. Now I'm struggling to make sure that everything is perfect or I can grow even more personally or professionally. So after like every Wednesday, Remy and I talk on the phone after we've done these. And uh, last week when we talked, James, um, she said that James asked, why are you guys doing this? And Remy and I, I mean, it's not for the money. It's, it's not for the money our, for me. It's not for the fame. Our, our 26 me. cents. Maybe <laughs> our 26 cents. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it is um, our way of giving back to Remy. I guess I've never really thought about that, but maybe this is our way. Like you guys all know that I'm not the greatest at planning birthday parties or not great at wedding showers, baby showers, not really great at weddings either. Not good at any of that stuff, but maybe this is my way or your way of, being able to give back where we can. No, and I, I think the hard, so uh, this is going to go back to, and hopefully this touches some people, other people were probably going to judge me for being super crazy. So um, I deal with depression. So I deal with depression. Like I do, I don't hide it. Like that is, I do not take medication, but I have to be very careful about slipping into what I call the grayness, right? Where it's wake up, go to work, just smile when people look at you, just try and manage. And it comes on slowly for me, right? It doesn't just happen overnight. And the hard part about depression is people are like, well, why should you be sad? It's like, well, it's not sadness. And, and I wish I wasn't, I have a great life. And now I have guilt because I have depression on top of just being depressed. 
And I realized it when I was so low that if you have the right people in your circle, right? Even if you're going through the motions, you're waking up and you're smiling when you should and you respond when you should and you do all the things you should, they notice that you are hollow or that there is something not right. And if you listen in that grayness, there's voices and hands that are reaching out for you. And it's hard when you're caught in the middle of that trap to realize that first of all, you're worthy of those voices reaching out to you. And second of all, again, take that hand, that hand that's reaching through that grayness, through the veil to where you feel like nothing, take it, they're offering it to you. And as you get older, you realize how important it is to, re to reach back to those hands and also to be that hand for someone else, to listen, yeah. to not judge, to check in on your friends. Like I have a couple of friends that have moved and I always call them like, this is your weekly welfare check. Or, this is your monthly welfare check because you don't know what's going on with anyone ever. No matter what they tell you, you don't really know what's going on and everything can look great from the outside and still be horrible on the inside. I, um, I do not deal with depression, but I, I deal with anxiety and look at us. We're like a match set. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even each other out here, Remy, but, um, with anxiety, you overthink everything and you just, you can't, I don't you know. You just, it's it, hard to focus. It's hard to focus. And then like, we've talked about it. So the other problem with anxiety is this failure or this, not even a failure, right? Whatever this yeah. action is, is tied with this little string to like a million other things that have happened. And for me with depression is you just don't act on a lot of things, right? You go like, and that was my coping mechanism. Just go through the steps. You'll make your way out if you go through the steps. And sometimes you don't find your way out. And that's where I got to until I leaned very heavily on an amazing circle of friends. But again, had I had some of the people in my life in my 20s, like they say, if you have three friends that you can count as your lifelong friends, then you're lucky. I've got at least five but not all of them have carried all the way through my life. Like my best friend from college, I know I can call her up and we talk probably once a year, but if I needed to call her up, she'd be there. But there's people that I thought would have been part of my life, my entire life. And I don't even talk to them like at all. And that doesn't mean that they weren't important to me, but I think that's the other thing you realize, especially it's hard when you're in your teens and twenties. And this is speaking to you young girls, you will not carry all of your friends through your whole life no matter how much they mean. Now you can look back on that friendship with fondness. You can enjoy some people just because you enjoy them. But if they don't add value to your life, if they don't make you feel better, if they're not there to pick you up or if they drain you, it's not worth your energy unless they are just that amusing to you. Like if they're just a source of amusement, well, then you know. And the other thing too is I was listening to the Clinton Anderson podcast, right? And he talked about if his house burned down, there'd be nobody there. And he realized that when he was working. I don't think that to be true. And it's not because I'm naive, right? If my house caught on fire, now I, I, now I qualify people. If my house caught on fire, would you be there to put the fire out? Okay, if you can't be there to put the fire out, and there's a couple that when my metaphysical house burned down or metaphorical house burned down, they were there definitely to put the fire out. But then there's the next tier, right? There's the guys that are gonna bring you casseroles and clean dishes, help clean up your house, right? And then there's the next tier that's, they're going to just call and check on you. And then you figure out who would have walked by and watched the fire burn 
And worst of all, you figure out some people that would have put gas on the fire. But you learn to qualify your friends, and that sounds horrible, but it's true as you get older, you realize that not everyone is there to enjoy your success. Personal or professional, this isn't just about business. Some people that you thought would have your back to the end of time, when you start to grow, they cannot handle the growth. And again, as a, um, speaking to young girls, like this is dangerous, and I'm not telling you to judge all your friends, but don't mourn the loss of a friendship or make it try and work because you have so much history with somebody. I want to, well, before I get into what I was going to say, I just wanted to say it. So people, I feel like for me with anxiety and you and depression, who's in your circle is like a super big deal because it affects how we are mentally. Um, if you don't have super good people in our circle for us, I mean, if you deal with any of these things, um, it can make the days, the weeks and the months really, really long, uh, to the friend thing. I, I was thinking about this the other day, um, because I get to do something really exciting soon, uh, that I'll share with you later. But, um, I, high school, my high school friends, Remy, I mean, I could probably pick up with them, like where we left off. But when, when I left high school, it was, that was book close on that. I, I was done. But when I went to college, now my very best friend, that's where I met her. And we never see each other. I mean, I, if we see each other once a year, we're lucky. But she's, and I, I talked to her probably mm, maybe once or twice every other week. I don't, we don't talk often, but I know that she's always there. She's a solid and a staple in my life. Um, I, I, my circle is like, probably three and the three that are in my circle I have a I have a a large circle because I love people but my my circle for the most part my inner circle is three and I don't ever see them I talk to them a lot I am I, lucky but I don't ever see them I, I'm lucky because a lot of my circle is right around me and they made me be their friend with me kicking and screaming through it. And I say that because I just, I was always a guy's girl, right? I really was. I was always a guy's girl. I didn't really value female friendships. And it wasn't because I saw them as a competition. I just, it, it wasn't for me. I didn't want to deal with other people's problems. I didn't think that, and part of this is the people I chose to have around me, right? I didn't understand their goals. I didn't understand their motivations. And, um, I sit on a couple boards and the joke is as I'm not quite a woman, right? That's why I get to sit on some of those boards. I'm just not quite a woman because I do have, I have a very linear, I know I speak tangentially, but I have a very linear way of getting to things like this needs to be done in this. And I don't really care about why you feel that way. And I've gotten better about caring because I actually do care, but I don't care so much that it affects the outcome. But so I love my circle because if I have a problem, I've got, you know, I've got, probably at any given time, four to six women that I'm going to call on and I'm going to call them and ask their advice. And then I'm going to call the next one, not because I don't want to listen to one person's advice, which is probably true also, but because they're each going to give me a different answer, right? They're each going to tell me what they think I should do or how they think that I'm acting. 
And then I can piece all those parts together and be like, okay, this is how I move forward. But it's great because they all have different life experiences. And the other thing I'm lucky about is my friends are brutally honest. We are like, we're super warm. We're super loving with each other. But we are so honest to the point that if you heard some of the conversations from the outside, it would sound horrible. But we don't not hold each other accountable. Like you, if you're being a bitch, they're going to tell you like, no, you're wrong. And it's hard to hear that sometimes, right? Like, no, you're not justified in that. And then other times, like you'll see stuff and you kind of let it go. And they're like, that didn't piss you off. And you're like, not just not today. But it, like, I love it too, because my friends will be like even more angry about some stuff for me than I am. And I know, you know, then you feel justified in your anger, but it's great to have friends that will call you out when you're being dumb, but will also be justified with you and tell you, that you deserve to be angry or happy or sad or whatever the emotion is. The other thing guys, and this is really true, do not find friends that just pay lip service to how awesome you are. Um, it's a really tough, that's a really tough um, thing to realize when you're younger that you don't want friends that always agree with you. Some of my best friends don't agree with me at all. Awesome. When you find people that only agree with you, then you don't grow as a person. You, you stop being able to, you stop being able to be successful. And again, coming back to when I was younger, I didn't think I needed anybody, but dealing with the depression that I dealt with, I realized just how important it is for me to for me to grow as a person and to grow as a friend and then to be that friend for other people. When you're younger, it's really important to find friends that are going to hold you accountable and tell you the truth and not, um, and not just pay lip service to how great you are as a person, right? Cause that's just as bad as negativity. If someone tells you you are always awesome and never tells you you're being an idiot, they're not really your friend. So and I think that's hard to realize too when you're younger, right? Is to get called out by someone and still realize that they're doing it because they love you, because they want you to grow, because they want you to be successful. They're not telling you you're dumb because they're trying to tear you down. And that's a hard line to find too. Do they actually like me or are they, you know, the person poking holes in my ship? So I, you and I are different on... And maybe it's because we both deal with different things. Like I have more anxiety. Not that I don't call until my three. Um, and I lean on Brandon a lot too, obviously. He's my husband. But not that I don't tell them all my problems because I definitely do. But the one time you said like, are you just calling me to bitch or do you want me to help solve it? I'm calling them to bitch because I'm going to figure it out on my own. But when I go through, um, like when I'm going through a problem and I'm all worried. I, I turn, I get, I'm so obsessed with listening to positive things and it sounds so stupid or corny. It is, but I have to pull myself back into the right mindset. So I have to listen to somebody and someday I want to do my top five podcasts and your top five podcasts and see. Mine's going to be very dark. <laughs> oh yeah. Remy's and I, Remy's has, a, it's a very eclectic, different mix than mine. Um, but it's, it'll be funny and cool, but, uh, yeah, I have got to listen to somebody positive to put that positivity back in me to get my mind. I just have to get back on the right mindset. And I think that uh, what we're doing through all of this, Remy, it's, it's brand new. Neither one of us have done any of this. My God, we 
it's we're laying a new foundation, a new path, but that's what entrepreneurship is, is new everything. Um, and if, if you let your mind or you let somebody get in there and say, you can't, you can't do this or that's stupid, or you guys are nuts, we would stop. We would not do it anymore. But if you surround yourself with somebody who's like, that's the reason I listen to the podcast, because I know that they don't think that I'm crazy. And they've all walked that line of starting something new. And they can say, or they're telling me every day, you can do this. I mean, there's nothing that you can't do. You can, you can figure out anything if you keep the right people in your circle to tell you to keep pushing forward. No. And I had a, a good friend of mine tell me one time, we're talking about friendship, right? And she goes, she goes, if you're wearing, if you're telling the world that you're wearing a purple polka dot shirt, right? And you're fighting with someone, I got your back. You're wearing a purple polka dot shirt. Because then I'm going to take you behind the trailer and tell you that in, your shirt is in fact blue pinstriped. They had your back in public, right? I told everyone, can't you see she's wearing purple dots? And that made a lot of things clear for me too, especially on those superficial friendships. I'll call you out behind closed doors, but I have your back in front of everyone. If we have a problem, you're not going to see it out in the world. You're going to, we're going to discuss it privately. And I think I, I, that was another thing is as you grow older, you realize that you can have very difficult discussions with your friends because you aren't going to agree on everything. Like my best friend and I don't agree on a lot of things that doesn't make me love her any less. That doesn't make me respect her any less. She's still my best friend, but we can have a discussion about, about tough topics and then move on. Yes. You know, because you have to respect that person. And it isn't, it's funny too. Like, I don't have a lot of pictures with very many of my good friends. Like we have, I think when pictures is really all we have. Because when we're together, it's not about taking a picture to post it. It's about enjoying each other's friendship and time. And, and making most of the time. Yeah. Making the most out of that time. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's. Again, that's one of those things that you look like you see stuff on Instagram or on Facebook, right? And it's like, oh, it looks like they're having so much fun. Well, there's 30 of the same picture. So did they have that much fun if they all needed to sit there and take the same photo? Wouldn't their time have been better spent talking over dinner than or sitting and doing what they want rather than taking the perfect taking picture. Like, you know, a picture with everyone's phone? Because, you know, that's not that quick, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think that... Uh... Life and age has also taught me. Um, one of my best friends just went through some shit just work-wise and nothing bad. But, um, you know, probably in years past, I would have told her, like, I would have gave her such different advice or I would have told her exactly what to do. And I, I just said, I'm like, you know, this is, this really sucks but I feel like it opens a new door for you. And because she's like, you're going to kill me for wanting to do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to kill you for wanting to do that. I'm not going to berate you for wanting to do that. I think if it's in your heart, then you should do it. And I don't think that you should have any friends that tell you or dictate to you what you should be doing, because how do they know? I, I mean, we change so fast. I don't think that, I don't. And that's why I, that's why I, it's hard, especially if you've been around negative people, to see honesty is not negativity. And so for me, I've been very careful about selecting the people 
to be honest with me, right? Like everyone's on, I mean, everyone should be honest with you. But for me, like if I want to do something which might not be a good idea and they say, and they just bring up, and this is what you got, this is what I've had to do as a friendship, right? These are the negatives that come with that. But I'm here. You want to do underwater basket weaving? Awesome. Does it make you happy? Yes. Are you going to lose money doing it? No. Even if you lose money, are you still happy? Yes. Okay, then do it. Right? So that's how that's how I take my honesty is. And that's why I do. Sometimes I get like really weird things set me off. And that's why I have to call my friends like, am I out of line? And when, like, you know, when they're all like, yeah, you're kind of out of line. You're like, okay, well, still feel this way, but I'm out of line. So I'm not going to act in a certain way. And again, it's hard to not, and some people dress up honesty as, you know, negativity as honesty too. So it is a fine line that you have to start listening to your intuition. Do they want what's best for me? Or are they even neutral in the situation? And you start to figure out that if you've surrounded yourself with the right people, when they're being honest with you, it is because they only want good things for you. And it is hard for some people to see that, especially when you've struggled to get away from negativity, right? Um, Again, it comes back to that. Do you want to vent or do you want an answer? And a lot of people just want to vent. And that's great. That's another thing. That's um, me. I just usually and, want to vent. And that's another thing that was life-changing for me when I was younger, right? When you start to ask that question, it changes your relationship with people because not everybody wants to call you because they want to fix or they just want someone to listen to them, which is great. And some people do want to fix it. And the same person that doesn't want you to fix it today might want your advice tomorrow, like your actual advice, not just uh, like F that guy, right? Like F them, but um, which is what I do when you call me to vent. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, and as you grow older, especially girls in your 20s, be honest in your relationships, right? What do you want from me? What do I want from you? Because the other thing is you will meet some people that are very good at pretending to be your friend. You get, uh, you, you do though. I mean, with age, you, you're, it's easier to sort those people out. It's easier to see those people than it is. I mean, I feel like in your twenties, you have to, it's a learning. It's, it's a learning experience because you have to realize that when you thought, when you didn't listen to your gut a lot of times, right? You want to be everybody's friend, Remy. You yeah. want to be everybody's friend. And so I really um, wanted to be left alone. I didn't even want to be everybody's friend. <laughs> but well, that's what um, happens. a lot of people want to be everybody's friend. And yeah. so um you have to learn. You have to learn to see those people who, who for who they are. Yeah, you know, there's another quote, right? A friend to everyone is a friend to no one. And it's true. Like at some point. Not that people have to choose big sides, but at some point you need to know if they really are in your corner or not. And like I said, there is a couple of relationships that I had with friends that I would have lost the ranch on. I would have guaranteed you they had my back until the end of time. And then you hear stuff about yourself and you're like, okay, interesting. Interesting that you think that, interesting that... And like, for me, I just never really rose to, I never rose to the bait, right? I wasn't, if you said that I was horrible, then the world can think that I'm horrible because I'm not. I'm going to continue to act in earnestness and honesty and loyalty and 
99% of the people are going to come back because they realize that it wasn't me that acted that way. And I when you're young, the circle is really big, Remy. It, it is and it isn't, right? Like, I'm, su I'm super open. So that makes people feel like they know me because they don't hide anything. But at the same time, and like, I never turn any friendship away. That sounds horrible. I don't turn friendship away, <laughs> but you do have to kind of work to make me your friend because I'm just busy. Like, I, I think people don't realize that, but like my best friend and I probably like, we'll go where we talk every day for like an hour every day. And then we just get busy and we won't talk for a month and I'll be like, oh my God, I need to call her. And I'll call her. I'm like, hey, what's up? Just busy. Okay. And that's all the conversation is. It's, it's like, you need anything? No, I'm good. Okay. And then we won't talk again for a while. Not because I don't love her deeply, not because I'm not worried about her or she's not worried about me, but our lives go in these different paths. But, you know, she was one of the, you know, I had to work to make her my friend. Like that was like one of the first people I had to work to make my friend because she wasn't big on friendship either. So that's why we're like a good match. She and I are a good match set because we both are kind of malcontents to a point. But I, going through what I went through, and we'll talk about in the mental health issue episode, but like going through what I went through, my circle did get a lot bigger and it didn't get smaller. It got a lot bigger because there was people that um, I had to learn to lean on when I was completely broken and thought I had nothing left to give and literally thought I had nothing left to give. I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go forward. And so when you find those, those people that will pick you up, you realize that there's like a whole world of super amazing people out there. Right. And um, I'm trying not to cry because I love them so much. Um, but that was a realization for me, right? Like I closed myself off for, 30 something years and I'd struggled and I'd fought to make everything my own that I just needed to be more open and all those little connections that I felt to people, I needed to develop them. But I also learned that not everyone was going to be my friend. And even the people that I thought were my friends maybe weren't. And after the first heartbreak of a friendship like that, and it is, it's like a breakup, right? It's actually worse than a breakup. It's worse than like breaking up with a romantic partner. When a friendship breaks up. That's deep, Remy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's worse because you trusted someone with all these other parts of you, right? And there was no sexual interest in it. So you can't even chalk it up to that. You gave them pieces of you and it wasn't enough or it wasn't what they needed. And we had a couple of those friendships break up over the years. And James goes, you just don't seem as affected anymore. And I go, the first one broke my heart. And after that, it got easier to let friendships go. And that's why I value the ones I have so highly because I've been burned really badly. And those same people that I, that used to call me at three o'clock in the morning calling now want to tell people how horrible I am. Well, I wasn't horrible when you needed someone in the dark, right? When you needed someone, I wasn't horrible and I was there. So instead of justifying my actions or my perceived actions to people, and that's where it's good, where I don't care anymore. Like, I don't care what people think anymore because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Whatever they want to say about me, they can say about me. And if my actions prove them to be true, then they're true. If my actions prove them to be wrong, then they're wrong. But again, I've got this circle of friends like, and a, of amazing men and women that have supported me when I didn't know I needed support. And... I kind of stumbled into my circle and I'm lucky that way. 
I feel like you and I are, are different in the fact that I'm a people person. I love people. I don't, I mean, I love meeting new people. I know, love hearing their stories, but I'm also an introvert a little bit. Like I'm okay with being by myself. And I feel like that because I like being with myself, my husband's cell phone's ringing. Um, uh, I feel like because I like being by myself that, um, just a second here. <laughs> Brandon's carrying on a conversation. He needs to get out of my office. Um, uh, I feel like because I like being by myself, it's easier for me to just keep my circle small. And I don't let, not that I don't let people in as easily, but I don't know how to explain that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I have a ton of really, really good friends, but I feel like there's three that I lean on. And I, I think, um, uh, I, and maybe I'm scared to lose them. So I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I think I so. Know. I always joke. So Michelle cheek for you guys that pen and sort, most of you will know her. She's like my little personal son. It's not that she doesn't have bad things happen to her. It's not that um, she's falsely positive, but she's one of those people that makes you feel warm and happy every time you're around her, right? And she's just that person that's naturally her. I had someone, she was at a show one time and someone called me and they're like, is this real? Is this really how she is? I was like, I've been with her through bad business, through horrible things happening in her family, through good things happening in her family. And that's who she is. And she's funny because like, she's just one of those people that she has a bad day and she'll feel bad. And then she's like, I'm going to shake it off. And it's great to be around someone like that. Cause for me, I'm not that way. Right. Like I would let yeah. some of that stuff spiral. Now I have two other friends that are brutally honest and will listen to me bitch and say whatever I want to say and um, not judge me for being completely broken sometimes. But that, you know, that's a different relationship too. So I've got those two friends and then I've got my mom who's awesome. And I've got a couple older other, like two other older ladies that the same thing, I can call them at my most broken and ask for advice and they'll give it without judgment. So yeah, my circle is big, but it was a long haul to get there. And again, <clears throat> I'm honest with how broken I am. <laughs> it's not that I'm not, like, look, I think I'm a badass. I know how strong I am. I also know what it's like to honestly not want to be alive anymore. And I think that makes you pick up the pieces and rebuild yourself. So I am, and part of it was, I was always that way, right? I was always, I, for a long time until my mid thirties, I was unapologetically me. You took what you took and you liked it. And I was harsh and abrupt. And then I had kids and I suffered with depression and suicidal thoughts and all of those things. And then I came through the other side of it. And it's not that I'm not harsh and abrupt anymore, but I found grace and forgiveness for myself. I found grace and forgiveness for other people. And because I'm so unapologetically myself, it makes it easier to attract people that you want to collect into your, like collect into your bosom, right? Like you now realize that all these different people played this great part in your life, whether you thought you had them or not. And again, it's, I, 
people like have forced me into friendship and I'm glad they did because without them, I would have drowned. And, you know, and it's, and again, going back to so like, you're afraid to lose them. So you have three, I've already lost them. I've lost everything, right? I have, I have been so broken by friendships, by relationships, by business, by drought, by everything that it makes you care more and less, right? I'm going well, to just love gonna say So it makes you this, it's this very weird thing, right? I get someone that I used to be really, really good friends with. I talked to her every day for no less than an hour. And she was going through some stuff and I tried to be there and I tried to be there and I tried to love her and I tried to give her advice and I tried to help her. And the friendship ended, but it's one of those things. I still love her. I still defend her. I just have to love her from afar. I can't let her drain me anymore. I can't take her burden as my burden because I tried to help her shoulder it, but she didn't want the help. So it makes me care more and less, right? I care very deeply. I just don't care if I get the reciprocation anymore because if I love you, I love you and there are no strings attached. I don't love you because you can do things for me. I just love you deeply. I care about you. I want nothing but the best for you, whether that means that we're tight anymore or I just watch you from a distance. I feel like when you've been through all of this shit, when um, you've dealt with the good, the bad, and the ugly, I feel like you're more aware and you're more appreciative. It's easier to let go of all the baggage that you used to once care about. When you've been through all that shit, it's easier for you to hold the things that you know to you are near and true to your heart and let all of the other shit just go. No, and I, I think the big thing for me, like, so again, coming out of the depression, the big thing for me was that those people didn't qualify their love for me either, right? They didn't have, sorry, I'm trying to describe. They didn't have restrictions on how I was supposed to be loved for them. What made me worthy of love for them. And that's so hard to find. And when you're younger, you don't realize how hard that struggle is. Don't cry, Remy. God, I don't want to cry. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. But it's it's true because there's not a qualifier for your circle's love. And if there is, they're not your circle. They're not your people. And you have to let them go. I, I feel like I've always been, you talked about how you were when you were growing up. For me, I was a lone ranger. And I feel like, I, I mean, it's definitely who I am today. And I'm cool with that because that's who I am. Now I've tried to change and make myself maybe not that way. Maybe other people's don't, people don't see me that way, but I definitely feel like that's how it is. No. And I, I think that was, it's, it is true. Right. So James and I, it's still James and I against every, not against everybody. It's still, we're going to heart fight hard for what we want, mm -hmm. but I had to realize how to let other people in because it is lonely, right? It's lonely when it's just you against the world. And what happens if you have that mentality? And that's what I learned from me, right? If you have that mentality, you don't block out just the negative. You block out all the positive too. And again, right? Like I'm kind of like, I'm definitely this side of witchy, right? I'm all about nature and that we are all connected. And, um, 
that the universe puts things where it should. And again, it's about negativity, right? There's um, every time something really bad has happened, something amazing has come out of it. Now we can sit there and wait for it and we worked for it, but it's like, it's the same thing with people. I think people have seasons in your life. Some people will be there for forever, but there's seasons to friendships in your life. And again, you can look back on them fondly, but you wouldn't be friends with those people again, or you wouldn't. And I say, I, I use friends like as people that you need to have in your life and not that you actually need anyone, but that you want to really have in your life. And I think that um, as you get older, it's easier to start to sift through the people that want to be with you. And the other thing, and we haven't talked about it a lot, but it's true, is there'll be guys, someone just posted this yesterday on Facebook. I was trying to bring you to the top of me. The problem was you didn't even want to see me succeed, right? So especially in business or in a, in a very good personal life, there's guys that you want to bring with you. You want them to be part of your inner circle. You want them, you want to bring them to your success. You want to help them find success and they can't get out of their own way through jealousy or greed to make that step with you. And that hurts too, right? If someone's so jealous of you and it's, oh, it's never really the ones you think, cause you, you can see some of the, the top line jealousy, right? But it's never usually the ones you think. And those ones hurt. Those are the ones that hurt the ones that you thought would be there, but there's a lot of guys that are happy to see, they're happy to be your friend when you're miserable, when you're broke, they're happy to be your friend. And then you start to be successful and you watch that misery just, it colors people for me, right? Now they're gray to me, they're black to me. They're not, you know, they're like this brackish color. They're not good friends because there's no light coming from them. Because they only, you know, they only wanted to join you in misery, not in happiness. Correct. That used to be something that really bothered me. And now, I'm not even going to say it fuels my fire because it doesn't. It doesn't put gas in my tank or fuel my fire. But it's something that I can just definitely look at now and be like, hmm. I mean, it it's it makes, it's, me, it makes me keep working harder, I guess. I don't know. So, um, again, with caring very deeply, right? If you wrong me or if we don't, not don't agree because I'm friends with plenty of people I don't agree with. Um, <laughs> There's, but if, if you don't add value to my life or if you try and hurt me or my family or my friends, I don't even get angered by you. You just don't exist. And for a lot of people that want to feed off of your misery, them not existing to you is worse than you being mad at them, right? Cause you just yeah. give them no attention. They take up no space in your life. And again, like it, it's a very weird contrast, right? Cause I care very deeply. But if you're bad to me or if you make me not feel good about myself or not feel good about my family or my friends, you just don't exist. I can look, you could be on fire and I could walk by like, and that, and it makes people think I'm so mean. And it's like, do you know how long it took me to get there? Because I don't do that right away. Right. I don't just cut people out of my life, but like, once you're done, you're done. And, uh, there's been plenty of people that wrong me and then they come back and they ask for it help with horses or whatever and i'm willing to give it to them but before it used to really hurt me as a person right why why wasn't i enough as a trainer why wasn't i enough as a coach why wasn't i this and now you're just like okay well i bent over backwards for you and it wasn't enough so now you're going to come pay me my money and i'm going to help you and i'm going to do, I'm my not job. Going to do what i did before again yeah I, i'm not going to bend over when your hours up it's up 
right? Where before I would have stayed later and done more. Now the inverse is true. I have some clients that I bend over backwards for, not just because they pay me, but because they respect me. There's a reciprocal appreciation for what I do. So, but uh, you do, and the same thing in friendships, right? Like those tiers of friendships. Well, if it was the friend that called to check on you after your house burned down, we can call and check on them, but you're not going to, you're not going to go put out their fire. If, you know, if, if you don't want to, if you want to, if you want to give more in a relationship than someone gives to you, be okay with that. Right. And I think that's the other thing that you learn in your circle. Like it's not just true of marriages, right? Cause marriages aren't 50, 50. Sometimes they're a hundred zero. Sometimes they're 90, 10. Sometimes they're 50, 50. Friendships are the same way. You just don't always want to be in a friendship. That's 90, 10, right? You want to, you're giving 10. You know, like when you're only given 10 or they're only given 10 every time, that's not fair to anyone. But you have to recognize that, too. Like I had to recognize there's some people that I will love and do anything for and they wouldn't do it for me. However, I wouldn't change my actions because I'm doing it because I love them and I think they need it. Now, if that never comes back, it never comes back. But I don't feel bad about it. I didn't withhold what I could have withheld because I felt petty about something. If you love someone and if they're in your circle, you will do almost anything you can to make sure that they are taken care of mentally and spiritually, not always financially, not always physically, but you have to be there. And you, for me, I have to be there, right? I have to be the phone call, not because I want to be the hero, but because I was the one making that call before. You've been through it. Yeah. You've been through it. Last week when we were talking, uh, you mentioned that, a rancher had told you or sent you something that said, don't tell your dreams to small minded people. And I personally feel like true words have never been spoken. Um, because the fastest way to kill a dream is by surrounding yourself with people who don't believe in you or say that you shouldn't do something. And um, that kind of answers some of Taylor's question from the other day. And that is what, I mean, once again, it's so important to, to know your circle, to know the people that you're telling your dreams to, um, to know that they've, they've got your back and they believe in you a hundred percent and what it, whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. It's like, so, um, my, my circle, like, look, like we all got a bad bitch attitude in my circle. Yeah. Like even, even Sonny Michelle, like you don't test us. Right. Like, and I don't mean that to scare people off, but it's like, we violently believe in each other. Right. We really believe violently we believe in each other. It's true. Right. It's, it's easy to passively believe in someone and be like, I love it. You go girl. Right. But it's not, it's like, no, you got this. You're a badass. Like you can embrace everything. And the other thing too, is like, you don't realize how important that is until you have people not believing in you. So we do, we violently believe in each other, right? We are the best that we can be. And if we're not, we're going to get there. And I, um, I, uh, I always joke because people are like, you know, and this is true. So some of my very good clients are some of my best friends. Now, part of that is I see them two or three days a week. And so we have all this shared history and all these moments now we'll tell you every story we have. Like we don't, there's no, there's no hiding anything. Like there's some really long running jokes that people that weren't even riding then or riding with us then know the story. They know what we're 
alluding to. And from the outside, people think we're being clicky. No, come join, come in. The water's fine. We'll tell you every dumb thing we did, but we laugh about it, you know, and it's just, but it's, it's, I understand that it's kind of intimidating when you see a lot of strong women together and you don't know that you can break in. Well, maybe just come ask. Like, we're not mean. A lot of us have resting bitch face, not all of us. We're really not mean, but you gotta, you gotta make the approach because for most of us, naturally we're not openly friendly. That's, and going back to make people making me their friend. Um, and so Jenny Christian, who's another one of my clients and friends and Michelle, she did come at the same time. Right. And the standing joke is I'm never worse than the first time you meet me. I, 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 I don't try and be mean. I have resting bitch face. I'm very, like, I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm extroverted because I have to be. Otherwise, I don't really talk. Unless you know me, and then I never shut up. So um, We're kind of the same. Yeah, so it's like one of those things, right? So they, I guess they left the first lesson, and they're like, we're going to make that girl our friend. Like, we're going to make that girl our friend. And now they're two of my closest friends, you know? And it's... But it's true, like they had to make me be their friend because I was all about business and I was all about showing everyone how good I am at what I do. And part of that comes from being also a woman in a male dominated field. I, I, I don't get to be bad, right? If you're, if you're, and this is true for anything, like uh, if you're a woman in a male dominated field, you don't get to falter, right? Because if a guy in a male dominant field messes up, he's just a dumbass. But if you mess up, now you're the representative of every woman in that field. So, you know, I used to be grittier. I used to be tougher. And it's not that I'm not gritty. I'm not tough. I just don't care if you like me anymore. I don't care if I'm not enough for you because I know that I am doing my job. I am doing what I am supposed to do in all walks of life. Now, it doesn't mean I don't make mistakes, but... I'm not wrong in what I'm doing and because you're not comfortable with how good I am. And again, that comes from being around strong women too. be unapologetically yourself. You want to carve a new path, carve a new path, do what you want to do. And we're here to cheer you on in the background. And that's a, that's awesome too, right? When you surround yourself with people that no matter how crazy you think your dreams are, they don't care. You know, they're like, yeah, do it. Like maybe try a different approach, but do, and that's, what's good about having a bigger circle you're going to get some different ideas about how to do what you want to do. But they're not going to tell you you can't do it unless it's like crack. Then they're going to tell you no. <laughs> unless something dangerous for your health. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, another really good conversation. I hope that everybody got something out of it, obviously. Um Somebody somebody said in the comments that uh, you guys both have such different perspectives. We're just such different people. I mean, we have a lot of this. We have a lot of similarities, but we also have a lot of differences, which makes it good because you do get two different perspectives because there is no one person that is the same as another. Um, as you can tell, um, Remy loves hard and she's got a big circle compared to me where I love hard too, but I like to keep it smaller. I I would say I'm the funny friend. I can bring life to the party. I love to have fun, but I'm I'm probably only going to tell a few because and now that I think about it, maybe I've maybe I was the person who told a bunch of people 
my crazy thoughts and my crazy ideas and they shut me down or um, I just figured out over time they really weren't looking out for my best interest. Maybe that's what it was. So maybe it is, maybe that's part of the reason that I keep my circle a little smaller. I don't know. I don't really worry about it anymore. I can tell you with certainty, with age, you really start to weed out the shit that makes you pissed off, angry, not happy, versus the shit that makes you really happy and feel like a good person, feel like you're doing good things. It, as you age, it's so easy to separate that. Um, you just, you don't give a shit anymore. You're going to do the thing. It's easier to do the things that make you happy the older you get for most. For me, that is very true. No, and I think so. We talk about like some women are math makers, right? They're going to forge their own path. And if you're strong in your conviction about forging your own path, because it's like the other deal, right? The other cliche, your vibe attracts your tribe. It's true. Like if you're a strong person and you're really strong in what you do, you will gain people in your life that I I hesitate to call them followers because they're not, right? They're strong in their own right. But you attract the people to you. Again, put good out into the world. Put out into the world what you want back and it will come back to you. Maybe not how you thought it would, but it will come back to you. And that's a, that's a tough, um, that's tough when you're younger, right? To not want to fit in. Now that wasn't a big thing for me because I did the opposite. I walled myself away from so many people, but it's tough to not take people as a threat. Or for me, it was tough to not think that people didn't want something from you. Why are you being nice to me? Right? Why, why do you want things from me? So as I've gotten older, I really did realize like what I put out into the world, I attract people by being strong and being true to who I am. And then I've attracted the right people. And that that's, that's hard too, is you'll see someone that you, you have to realize again, that's intuition. Who are you attracted to? What do they offer you that makes you feel full? And then my thing is, how do you fill them up to? Because you don't want to be the greedy friend. You don't want to be the energy sucker, right? You want to be somebody's son or somebody's warm rock to lay on every once in a while. And it doesn't mean you have to be that all the time, but you can't just be the friend that wants to take all the time. You have to be the friend that's there too. Agreed. Well, Remy, we're at an hour and 16 minutes. And I will edit out the couple minutes where we were messed up earlier. Black, little black. It's better than last time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to find a technology or somebody who's a wizard at tech technology to help me out with this. Um, right before we came on this morning, I found a quote that somebody shared and it's from a coach, I believe a wrestling coach, possibly football coach. I'm not sure, but I thought it was good. So I just like to share it this morning. On every team, there is a core group that sets the tone for everyone else. If the tone is positive, you have half the battle won. If it's negative, you are beaten before you ever walk on the field. It's true. And pretty much every scenario that you've ever put yourself in. Um, just, I hope today's conversation helped a lot of you or some of you to think about who's in your circle. If they're good for you, if they're not good for you. Um, what you would do differently with your circle. Uh, 
Anything else you'd like to add with that, Remy? No, I just go on with your bad self, really. Go be yourself and everything else will follow. That sounds so easy, I know, but it's true. Go be yourself and the right people will be attracted to you. Yes. Um, you should maybe write that down, Remy, for our hashtag. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it is, it is, um, it is a learning experience to figure out first of all, how to be yourself and then how to weather friendship breakups. Cause those, those are tough, man. They mess you up. But I, I, I do, I think your tribe is attracted to who you are. And if you are genuine with yourself, which is very tough. If you're genuine and honest with yourself, you will attract the right people every time. Absolutely. And time and age is the only thing that betters your understanding of this whole conversation today. I'm sure that we're going to continue to get educated on it ourselves, Remy, over time. Um, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, hilarious that I was supposed to do this as a pre-recorded video and it is now live. We just roll with it. Um, next week, we are going to be doing part one of what we believe to be is a two-part story. Uh, if we can talk for an hour and 20 minutes on who's in your circle, I'm pretty sure that we can talk for a lot longer than that on the topic of success. We're going to talk about what success looks like um, how you handle success and how you pull yourself back up when you're drowning from it or when you don't know how to handle everything that goes with it. I think that, uh, between Remy and I, we probably can share stories of personal stories. We can share stories of people that we know we've seen. Um, so yeah. Thank you guys for joining us and I will see you next week. Sounds good. Have a great week, everybody.